What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's showtime. Picture it. Can I do that? I'm Sailor Moon, the champion of justice. The power is yours. Thunder. Thunder. Okay, so what would you do if you were the most popular girl at school, and you just so happened to be a witch? Would you turn your annoying little brother into a dog? Will today be our most finest hour? Find out as we do 1989 Teen Witch. This is Ryan at the Radical Retro Rewind, back again with David, and we are doing one of David's favorite movies teen witch so david we are in the first month of february we just had our first thundercats friday really excited about that really excited about that a lot of episodes to go through 129 left we may have to do like a double feature (laughs) once in a while just to (laughs) this is the month of love i'm wearing red cupid's ready to shoot his arrow (laughs) i don't know about that so today is teen witch david why did you pick this 1989 classic movie. If you've been listening to our podcast over the last, what, six months now, obviously you saw our most favorite witches of all time. Going back with the witch theme, I've always loved that. Everything, you know, about the whole witchcraft thing. And it's everybody wants to have some sort of power, you know, but I... I think fundamentally, I'm really enjoy watching the movie because of the fact that Louise is kind of an outcast. I always thought she wasn't, she was an attractive girl to begin with. It's always funny how like, how they always in these movies, when they do a transformation from like the unpopular girl or the ugly quote unquote, which is a mean thing to say girl or guy, or, you know, they make them hip or whatever. All of a sudden it's just like basically the same person. They looked good to begin with. They just were dressed poorly or had glasses on or something. They make them now they're beautiful and perfect. They were before. It's just a matter of like wearing some makeup or whatever you want to do to enhance your already God-given beauty. But I like the fact that she's an outcast. I like the fact that she feels she's been wronged by the popular girls, these B-I-T-C-H's in the movie. And I like the idea. I like a story about the underdog. I'm always rooting for the underdog. I was the underdog. I think we've all been the underdog at some point. Except the people with pretty privilege. Like you're saying, she's not even unattractive. And at one point, I mean, we'll get into it. But at one point, she does like secretly reveal she goes with 
her regular outfit, her quote-unquote geeky sweaters, and then she changes, like, she brings her own outfit. She can wear quote-unquote popular outfits and look good. So you're right. It's not like, this didn't happen to her friend, let's just say. So that's why I love the She had to have something to start with. Yeah, so that's what I love. That's what I really like about the movie. It's kind of a story of the underdog kind of getting over on the mean girls, the popular girls, the Heathers. But at the same time, I mean, we're going to get into it, but at the same time, she almost loses herself within the becoming super popular and powerful like a witch. But then the difference between her her and those mean popular girls to begin with is that she has a heart and she has redemption and she can see what the changes that she's made that have turned out to be not so great changes to who she is and she's able to come back from it which is why I like it so much because she doesn't just become a mean girl and just stay that way that sets it up perfectly we have our main character of Louise Miller played by Robin Lively who is evidently the older sister of Blake Lively very cool did not know well, you know how that goes. That, that Again, goes back to you always have a leg up. I'm not saying she didn't do her in her own right, you know, but there's always like, oh, you're a cousin of, you're Julia Roberts' cousin. You're, you yeah. know, your mom yeah. is a country you're an Emma singer. Roberts. You know, your mom's a country singer. I mean, I always said we were like the Jacksons. We had the talent, but no money. Oh my God. Dare I ask who's Latoya? <laughs> There's always, there's a Michael, there's a Janet, and there's Latoya. I don't know who I would be. I don't think I'd be Latoya. Although, gotta love Latoya. At this point, I'll I'll take Latoya. I probably wouldn't want to be Janet. I mean, really, honestly, if you're going to be a Jackson. I mean, Janet Miss Jackson, if you're next. Janet still got the curse of the Jacksons, where her voice became extremely low. She speaks like she's, she only whispers, and she had a lot of plastic surgery, but she still looks damn good and can sing and dance still. So, God bless Janet Jackson. Love her. So, anyway, Teen Witch. (laughs) Forget our expose on the Jackson family and fame. Just let's go into Teen Witch. Okay, so the the movie opened in a I do want to add that this was originally pitched as the female version of Teen Wolf and later reworked to its own film featuring numerous impromptu rap music numbers and has since become a cult classic. So, David, this is not a musical in the sense of a musical. It's like a movie with music scattered throughout it. (laughs) Just when you forget that it has musical elements, someone will just start dancing in a locker room. It's like uh, how I would want to live my life. Just break out into song randomly. I do that now with my kids. Like, I'll just break out in the song of a random stuff. But I mean, sometimes. Do they dance? That would be my dream. Um, my kids love to dance. My, my kids family. love to be the center of attention. Even though they act like they don't. Yeah, they love it. They, they're entertainers themselves. I would have put them, you know, in acting like Disney and stuff like that. Except for I'm afraid they're just going to have like some bad hangups and become like Miley Cyrus. No offense to Miley Cyrus, but she, she got crazy. Twerking in tongues. T- yeah. Tongue twerking. Tongue twerking. That's that's a whole the whole other genre. Teen Witch, it does start with, I will say, I love the soundtrack, but this is the longest intro to a movie in history. It literally plays the whole song of Never Gonna Be the Same Again. So the soundtrack, I love the 80s vibe on the soundtrack. Can never find the soundtrack. I don't know if it was just unknown people that they threw in a studio and like, you know, like, you know, singers that can, random singers that never made it big. So they just, I don't know. That's a quirky thing. People that listen to this movie after this podcast are going to be like, you want to listen to that song? (laughs) There was never an official, as far as I know, soundtrack. You're right. But the, the Teen Witch musical in 2007 released a CD soundtrack, which I have digital copies. So these have almost become the versions to me. It's when I heard the movie version again, because I listened to these songs for years without this movie. When I heard the the movie version, I was like, oh my God. Because I'm so used to the stage version that was made. So they tried to get a musical off the ground with Teen Witch at some point. And the person, I believe it was the person who made Teen Witch, was really trying to push a musical version. So he made a soundtrack. So we did get a soundtrack with the songs and the original lyrics based on the musical that never happened but at least there's a cd with the songs yes there are modern singers but i gotta say they can actually sing these people so if you're interested in the soundtrack you can find the teen witch musical soundtrack from 2007 on itunes spotify you know what i automatically go back to when we saw xanadu and she's like look at me at me 
We definitely have to do Xanadu, the movie, on this show at some point. Yes, she does. The actress in the Xanadu musical does. Camp what, it up. You say? She camps yeah, it up Olivia Newton-John's, like, nuances. Can't even do it, because that's not my, my voice works. But, like, she's like, fuck me. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyway... So yes, yeah, so this is the <laughs> longest running intro in history, as well as our intro. I was just going to say, to be the uh, podcast intro, because it really is. And it's so 80s. There is, Louise is having a dream of the man that she's in love with, we find out Brad, and she's in this dress, she's got a flowing scarf in the wind, there's like saxophones playing, they're on a roof, nothing makes sense. The hair is teased up to the, you can collect satellites in it. Yes, you can! And we find out that this is a dream that Louise was just making this three-minute music video in her mind, because it really is a music video, this intro. And this is when we meet her brother, who is under her bed for some reason, like a troll, eating (laughs) chocolate cake? Oh, with it's like a skank. Hand? He's a total skank. I don't know. And we're not making fun of this actor no, by any his looks by any means, but he has a very distinct look. I just remember they over-exaggerated what a little brother would be like. He was, oh, you smell because you refuse to take a shower because boys are dirty. Like, I've never seen a kid that dirty. Okay, my kids leave stuff around and they leave messes everywhere. I've never seen someone like, shove a chocolate cake up their nose and leave it. Like, it's like, I'm saying it's like, yeah, it's over, it's he's over- got exaggerated it's disgusting it's overly exaggerated what the image of a stinky little boy brother you know annoying brother is so he's just gross they they, they make him look like and he happens to be under her bed reading her diary going oh brad oh brad touch me brad (laughs) the way that we see like she pulls him from under the bed and we get this like shot of him from the opposite side screaming as she's pulling him it's just he freaks me out they make him like the golem golem of of, of little brothers my precious louise louise with this chocolate cake and he's reading her diary and her her homework from school now is covered with chocolate cake and so it sticks so is part of her diary unfortunately so and this is the 80s so she just doesn't have a home printer where she could just reprint she can't email the teacher she can't email the teacher you know the information we're setting up that louise is an outcast like david said earlier there's really nothing wrong with this girl i mean she's nothing so she she wears she wears sweaters and well, her, fa- her family's a little square, as they would say. Actually played by second Darren from Bewitched is her father, Dick Sargent. The parents are really nice people. They're down to earth. And they just assume that Louise is like them in the sense of they're just kind of, they, they got her a, a kind of a homely sweater for her birthday, which comes up in the movie. Because she's 15 right now. Yeah, and she's and they just, But the mother shows her a picture of herself and she looked horrific. And the mother, it turns out to be a pretty woman. You know what I'm saying? It's like the whole Blonde, story about, blossom, it's about blossoming. It's like, again, it's that wholesome, you know, storyline where, you know, you'll become the, the swan from the ugly duckling when you get older. But she lives in the reality that a lot of people do where you get made fun of or you get talked down to by these snotty, rude, mean girls and boys. So she she wants to make the crossover to be more adult-like and, and look more to the aesthetic that's the most popular thing going on then, which I cringe at now with <laughs> the Dynasty shoulder pads and the hair teased out. Who thought that that was attractive? I'm sorry. There is parachute pants. There is nothing cute about that. I'm not saying that the opposite where the pants are so tight that you can see their anatomy you know, skinny jeans that are like, you know, hipsters and stuff and people like still wear now, but the style. Let's pray it doesn't come back because we're seeing some 90s outfits coming back. I don't oh know my God. When I was it. clubbing, I had more, if, if someone would have lit a, a match too close to my outfit, I would have burst into flames. Everything was polyester and fake. I had these like, they called car wash pants from Janko. Go, oh my God. Yes. And they were like, if you, li- they were like literally plastic pants that had like, that were like bell bottoms. Like it's just crazy. But listen, it was the thing. It was a thing. Let's pray it never comes back. That's part of what we're doing here. We're doing a public service for people. So you don't have to relive. <laughs> a these. retrospect. Yeah. You don't have to relive these fashions. So Louise lives across from the most popular girl, conveniently. And she's best friends with this girl named Polly, who has curly hair 
She wears a trench coat, so okay, so she's not cool either. But, David, she says the girl across the street, this is Polly, her friend, says she was dressed like a skank. There was really nothing skanky. This woman was fully covered. I just love that this friend is just so angry at the world. She was total skank. <laughs> the girl was covered head to toe. I it's mean, her actions. The- it's her actions. She's very generous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, going back to the generosity. And we talked about the super spreader being a super spreader. She's very generous. So that's her. That's the most popular girl. We want to root for poor Polly and and Louise. But anyway, so she's across the street from the most popular girl. She wants to be the most popular girl. Right now she's nothing, evidently. She's a mean girl. So we get to school. This teacher that, this is one of the most evil teachers in the history of cinema for some reason. This guy that Louise has as a teacher. So first off, we find out at some point that Louise, I guess, is in, she skipped ahead some classes because she's so intelligent. But teacher, this guy, he treats her like she's a, a degenerate when she she happens to walk in late, which I'm assuming is not a normal thing for this girl. And he's like, oh, thank you for joining us, Miss Miller. It's not enough that you skipped ahead. This guy is a jerk. Not only that, at one point he like he pulls out her birth control pills. And he says, oh my God, just thinking about it, aren't we? I, first of all, if that happened today and that happened to my kid, he wouldn't have had a job after that. I would have I, I beat him him up i would have done something horrible and he would have lost his job because i would have said you're sexually harassing my child you're a pervert because he also goes and reads the part of her diary that's attached with chocolate cake to her homework about brad and the guy is in the glass it's so terrible i feel so bad for louise about having brad and kissing her and touching her body this teacher not only is a pervert yeah he is but you know what i gotta give it to brad he there's at some points there's a musical going on there's a teacher that i think david David always really likes this teacher because there's this one teacher the that really... The yes. dra- like the drama teacher? Yeah, she's yes, really sweet. Yes, yes. She's the only teacher that really seems to be very nice at this school. And Louise is friendly with her. And so anyway, Louise is trying out for a play. So Brad, this love interest, he is a football player, but he's also a theater person. Gives him a little uh, three-dimension right there to, <laughs> to his personality. He's just not a football player. He'll he's also just perfect. Play. Brad is perfect. So we're setting this all up. We set up that she's an out cast quote unquote we know that her teacher's terrible and she's 15 years old she's about to have her 16th birthday so set up the whole witchy part because we're like 20 minutes in and nothing really witchy happens louise is riding her bike one night and she ends up on the doorstep of a strange looking house which i believe is the thriller house which is literally right next door to the charmed manor oh my god i was just gonna say that i was gonna say this is like she totally ends up at this gypsy witch's place and to get her palm red or whatever, her fortune red, because she's feeling down and out. And it totally reminds me of when Phoebe goes to Madame Teresa's and gets- Teresa, like, yes. Madame Teresa's thing and gets her fortune red or whatever her, and uh, totally reminded me of that. But anyway, just that's like a weird David thing. But this is where she meets, they call her a unique but welcoming woman, the seer, Madame Serena. So Madame Serena is played by Zelda Rubenstein. Of Poltergeist. of yours? Of Poltergeist. I'm from the light, Caroline. There was hope in the light. There was peace in the light. So would you say this is really her- Niche? <laughs> weird, weird little lady that does like voodoo slash psychic slash paranormal yeah because didn't later on in life she did like a i remember this as like a young like a kid that there was like a, a paranormal show that she hosted as well and she did the voiceover it wasn't the dead files with amy allen but he's got the receipts i have the receipts people i think that's I, honestly you get typecast like you know we talked about like and again Again, off my tangents. Actors, Edward James Olmos and the guy from Greece, because they have pock marks and, and acne marks, they immediately are like the tough, mean, or evil, or the villain, because they look, quote unquote, the part. Like the big, tall guy is always, the James Bond movies, always like the evil henchman and stuff. So yeah. Or if you're bald, if yeah. you're bald, you're evil. So Unless you're daddy, Warbucks. Well... Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think she got typecast in that role. But I'm honestly, a lot of actors make a really good living doing character parts. And that is their niche. And honestly, they're... Well, she is a little person. I, I I don't know for anyone who doesn't know, the actress was a little person. I do. I don't know she if is. she's literally, I think anybody over under a certain height, what is it, 5'3"? Is considered is that, is that what it is? is it something like that is considered to be I don't know I mean, like 
I'm going to click on Zelda Rubenstein's name on Wikipedia. Oh, she did pass away January 27th of 2010. Rest in peace. Yes, yes. So she did speak for little people's rights. Good for her. God bless her. Anybody that uses their platform to bring light to the darkness, so to speak, or bring light to a topic that maybe some people are uncomfortable with, her notoriety, her celebrity to bring people to the, to, you know, to respect little people and... And she's very lovable in this. At first, you're, they set it up as, what's going on? Does she have alternative motives? Because she wants... Yeah, she's reading Louise, and first of all, she asks Louise for money, and Louise goes, all I have is $6. She goes, okay! Yeah. Money in the offering thing. Madam Serena can never see the money. Okay! Please, Put the money on the offering plate and cover it up. Madam Serena must never see the money. Meaning that she's like, because it's... She gets, she gets more. She charges more than $6, I would imagine, for a week. <laughs> then she looks at Louise's palm. Then she looks again really hard and she goes, you're one of us. So she turns out to be a reincarnated witch and an old friend from one of her previous lives. Serena reveals that exactly one week later on Louise's 16th birthday, her magical powers will return with the aid of a powerful amulet that was lost in a former life. An item that Madame Serena says searches for his owner this sets up that there's going to be a magical amulet and that teacher that we spoke about earlier just so happens to give louise this beautiful they say beautiful it's not that great uh necklace it looks like a five dollar necklace it looks it looks like it looks like the earrings from the the gem movie that they did yes they were cheap but whatever cheap gold we're talking about yellow plastic gold here it it turned her ring finger black (laughs) That is the true curse of being a witch. So yes, so she gets this necklace that just so happens to turn up. And we set up that Louise is having a birthday party. Now, no one comes to the birthday party. And she gets a call from Polly that the girl who lives across the street is also having a party. Because the girl set it up like that so that Louise, because she knew it was Louise's birthday. She's a mean girl. But yes, but Louise didn't look across the street when she's waiting for people. Because I know when I'm waiting for some people to come, I'm always looking out the window. She wasn't looking out the window saying, oh, those cars are pulling up to that. So anyway, I digress. But Polly calls her. Where's Polly? She's supposed to be at this birthday party. That's her best friend. Oh, Louise, guess what? Everyone's at that skank's house. She's getting a perm. Polly's getting a perm. But she says she'll be right over. Poor girl. Poor girl. Waiting for her best friend. Mm. So now Louise is 16 years old. And once Louise discovers that she has the power to alter the world around her, she attempts to make her dreams come true. So Madame Teresa gives her a book and at one point she goes to an abandoned merry-go-round because that's what everybody does giving me it's giving me flashbacks to buffy the vampire slayer scene right yes creepy it was creepy she's at like a pitch black yeah it's night she She must live in a very good neighborhood because I wouldn't be walking around there, even me, at night. Well. You're going to see Bingo the Clown, Psychotic Killer Clown or something. I don't know. Not for me. Not for me. Well, she she works on a, a spell and then the lights go on on this merry-go-round. We also should add that Louise, her magic is very new. So water will stop any spell at the moment. That's one of the repercussions. So because her magic is not strong enough, water reverses things. That's like, they should have just, honestly, if I was the writer, I would have made it where it just wears off quickly. I don't even think it's really, it's not, it doesn't come up too many times, this water. She's not a mermaid. If you throw water on it, nothing's going to happen. Splash. Yeah, exactly. So so we have to also mention that this quote unquote popular girl at one point asked Louise to go to a dance with her cousin. David. Who doesn't, oh, his name is David. Yeah. You know, he looks like that stylist from the Rachel Zoe project. (laughs) Ha! With the glasses. With the glasses. Well, I don't know what his name is. Is, is name, that what he grew up to is be? Is that his name Brad? Is that really the... I don't think that's the actual stylist name. But anyway, he looks like that. And he's Randa, Rhonda, whatever her name is. Is I think it's Randa. Is it Randa? We're from New York, so I we might say completely... Her name Randa. might be Rhonda. We might say Randa. This also Kiki is another He's the girl. little... The, the girl with the black hair. The, the slim little one with the black hair. That's Randa. Randa? Randa. Randa. I have Randa written down. Randa. Mm-mm. Okay, so he's geeky, but he's also wants to 
sexually. He's in the car. He's like, and, give me. And this is the most ridiculous line. Let's in the smoke most. some weed. You want to smoke weed? He's what like, he give, me, some- give me a soul kiss, baby. What does that even mean? That's like totally racist. I think. I don't even know what a soul kiss is. It touches. I mean, so it reminds good. me of it touches soul his soul. It reminds me of like when you say soul trade or something. He's like, give me a soul kiss, baby. I'm like, what is that? What? And the- he's driving erratically at one point. She wants to go he's like home. trying to feel her up. You know, at some and point. And he's trying to sexually assault her. Really. She changes her outfit to something cool and whatever and he like makes fun of that he's dressed like a geek yeah he laughs at her hair and glasses are cool i was gonna say he's put together the thing that makes him a geek is because they tell you he's a geek and because he's has glasses and he's wearing maybe a a more geekier looking sweater but by today's standard he'd be like hip look dress yes he would be he would be a hipster i think yeah cool so it's as they call oh my god you're not that old stop as the kids call it on i was looking up i was looking up on the computer on the the facebook the, yeah on, on the facebook and the, on the, the twitters twickles whatever it's called sir um listen i'm still waiting for my madam serena to change my life I, i'm looking for the slimming spell you feel fine i'm finding it so she's in the car that this is the party the david tries to feel her up she goes i wish you would just leave me alone and he disappears Says who? Give me some soul kisses, oh. baby. Oh, how would you like it if somebody groped you? I love it, baby. Come on. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Let's do it while we're moving. David, ah. stop it. David, knock it off. Give me one kiss, I'll be nice. Ah. I wish you would just leave me alone. Gone. Boom. So we see that Brad needs help with school. Louise is the smartest person. Again, Brad isn't that bad. He might be dating the most popular girl, but he's not an asshole. I feel like he's dating her because she's the most popular girl and that's what's expected of him. He th- and he said that, doesn't he say? He, said, he says, well, everyone wants to date a popular girl. Who puts out. Oh, yeah. Because she's a out. skank, evidently, Polly. She is a skank because she's mean to Louise. Let me tell you something. I was friends. I was not good friends, but I was friends with the most popular girl in school when I was in high school. I don't remember. God, I can't remember her name. It was. I don't That's know. how popular was she like was. Nan- it was like. I think her name was like Nancy. I don't know. No, no word of a lot. She looked like she was like 25 years old in high school. Perfectly done hair. Like, again, this is the, the, the 90s. She had very like bleachy blonde, pretty, but big boobies, perfect body. This and I remember one day I used to wear sweatpants a lot because I was really miserable at some point in my life and I was like overweight and I was unhappy and she she goes man she said something to the effect of I wish I could wear sweatpants like you do like in other words like pretty privileged sort of a thing like she had to be done up and I go to her but the difference between when you wear sweatpants is that you're still gorgeous. But when I wear sweatpants, I'm just a fat pig. You know what I mean? And I said that, and I remember that. That stayed with me. But she was the most popular, pretty, like, I mean, literally, she looked, like I said, she was in her 20s in high school. She was, boom, like, the whole thing. But the sweetest girl. But she was kind of trapped in that thing where she had to be perfect and everything you know and everything but she wasn't a mean girl that's the difference she was never mean well that's that's a nice reversal but see those people that look 25 in high school look 45 in college they look i was gonna say and you blossomed into a beautiful me yeah you had a nice very nice run what are you saying it's over well now you're married so what does that mean i should let myself No, but you... You know what? We do make a joke about that. I'm like with my husband. He's he's like, well, I'm married now. I can let myself go. I said, really? (laughs) Or or I tell people I would let myself go, but I'm already gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. Uh, I'm not a vain person, but I like to keep myself up. I mean, a lot of people do tell me. They're like... He, again, I say this in every episode. He is my... Well, he's not my oldest brother, but he... I went to school with somebody... (laughs) Can I just say this? I got to tell this story. I went to school with somebody since the sixth grade, right? David and I, a few years ago, were going to the same gym. The girl went to the gym as well. There was one day that I didn't go with him. We would go together at night. The girl went up to him thinking it was me. The girl went to school with me since sixth grade and didn't know the difference between me and him. So again, David is very young looking and he still is very young looking. Not that he's old by any means, but he's very youthful looking. Yeah, I remember I went, I was trying to go out with this teacher who was a, a gym teacher. And when we were, uh, not to get too graphic, because this is, we're trying to keep this, when we were going to go do the deed, so to speak. 
He told me he couldn't sleep with me because I looked like like I would be one of his students. This is me while I was in my like mid almost late twenties, and so he was like, wow. "Like you look like one of my students." So I was like, "I'm like twenty, I'm twenty eight, dude. I'm like I'm twenty eight. I I'm not one of your students." So yeah, that's a funny thing I remember. You you were teen witch. <laughs> I'm gonna. Pay. No, I was like the, being on 90210. I'm paying a 17 year old, but I'm like 37. I got some stories, but anyway. So okay, so let's get back to this because we're like probably an hour into this podcast. We're 40 minutes in, and we just know that Louise is about to be a witch. Okay. <laughs> so now there is Brad, who is the hottest guy in school. With Madame Serena's help, Louise will use her newfound powers to become the most popular girl in school, while also get back at her harassing English teacher, Mr. Weaver, and the catty group of cheerleaders who never respected her. So, yes, Madame Serena brings out this vial with this liquid in it, and she says this is the last of her powers, and she can't believe that she's using this to help her become the most popular girl. But I'm assuming, therefore, she figures... She'll just have Louise to use, use all the magic, do all the magic for her. She but does. Why is it? She does. She makes her. She makes Louise do a spell for money and for a man. She turns a frog into a man, and then when he opens his mouth, he goes ribbit, ribbit, because she wants a she wants a hot man. She longed for this. Let's just can we just back up and just say, Madame Serena was obsessed with saying, "We'll make him your love slave, your love slave." She says that a few times. So Brad is going to become her love slave with me. Being your coach, he's gonna become your love slave. He's gonna be crazy about you, a love slave. But see, that's also, again, where we talk about the underdog. Obviously, Madame Serena being a little person and not being popular herself, she said that she used her magic kind of the same way for people to like her because she didn't want to give anybody a chance to to reject her. Which, again, is heartbreaking, like, because we all... Anybody who's been in a situation as gay people or a minority or overweight, or, overweight or, or something that just puts you out of the quote unquote norm knows what it's like to be an outcast. And for her to say she used this magical ability so that she wouldn't be rejected by people is really speaks to me. That's another reason why I like these 80s movies and stuff. There's heart to them. They're either they're lame, but at the same time, there's heart in them and they actually speak to us as human beings. So yeah, so she says she uses she used her magic in a similar way. So I think that's why she gives her the potion or the magic because she knows that what she went through. And she does this little thing, a little nuance in her acting. I always love uh, Zelda Rubenstein when she said she's about to use the last of her magic and she does this little like, almost like, I can't believe I'm doing this like look she gives. It's a very subtle nuance, but I think that's great acting. It was just, oh wow, like I'm actually doing this. And it's a silent look. Just wanted to give it out to her. This is when Louise is getting popular and there's also going to be a love spell that she has to do to Brad he has to sit on her bed. She has to scatter this stuff around, this powdery stuff around. And she has to say this spell. So she invites Brad over. <laughs> I love this, right? He goes to her bedroom. He has to sit on her bed. So she's hidden all the, the chair chairs in her, in her house, evidently. Every member of her household has come in and asked where the chairs are. I, I like the father's response. I love the father's response. When he sees Brad coming in, he makes sure he opens, <laughs> sure he opens the door fully. Because you don't want this hot guy in your room with your dog on her bed i mean he's got the books but could those be a cover Mm. i don't know i've never had these experiences so god bless louise after a few minutes of her trying to get this done this spell she even starts saying the words right next to him i'm all kinds of cringy for this poor woman but she's just like oh she opens her closet and there's all the chairs in there and she just starts pulling them out she's like don't even ask she tells brad don't even ask because she messes up the spell and it doesn't work now where were we oh yes yes sit down sit down lothan nalphalon athenona what? Ceranum, Smonificum, Etolium, Brad Power. What? I wish that Brad Power would... What do you wish? <sighs> Never mind. Here, have a seat. Don't ask. Don't even think about asking. There's also a part, which is funny, when she's trying to do some kind of spell in the girl's locker room, and she's saying these weird words. I think her friend is like, oh, yeah. like, what are you saying? She's like, the new U2 uh, import. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's all it took. That's all it took. So that's when we get one of the sporadic random music numbers, which is I like boys. Where all of the cheerleaders in the locker room... All the Kiki and Randa and whoever else are like singing about like putting on makeup and tight clothes to get boys. Which and they're again, dancing in leotards. Cancel culture. You, you, you don't have to put on makeup to attract men, you know. I think the lyrics are like, we're throwing out our dollhouse. Yeah. And things like that. And like, to I found out this morning that I like boys. I like boys. This also can be a gay anthem, honestly, and I'm sure it is. Polly, again, she also has a crush. And she has a crush on one of these guys who is like a Guido dancing. He's supposed to be like Latino, right? I don't know, but he's very handsome. I think he's better looking. I like. I would have hit him better than Brad. Brad is gorgeous, and he, the man knows how to pose. But yeah, so Polly wants this guy. Good taste, Polly. This is in the beginning stages of her magic. So they're riding on their bikes. She sees them doing, they're doing this street Performance, rap. like, yeah. Performance, they have yeah. They have a boombox and they're like rapping. So they're like, let's go the other way, Polly saying on the bike. But she's like, no, you like him, whatever. She does a spell. She starts rubbing is- the amulet and she wants Polly to like have Better not rub too hard, Louise. That to- goal's gonna come yeah, off. Have to have the- <laughs> She's got black finger after she keeps rubbing it <laughs> because of the cheap pewter. So she enchants Polly and Polly goes over and does her own little rap thing to the guy. Like it's a back and forth like rap battle. It's, it's a song is top that, top that. I don't really give up about that. I'm king and they know it. When I snap my fingers and these bodies say sure I'm hot and you're not. But if you want to hang with me, I'll give it one shot. This is what people really know about this movie. My favorite part is when she's like, I will make a fool of you at the end. And then she goes at the end, she's like, top that. Supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected. Who would ever really want to go and top that? Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up about trying to top that. Top that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. What's this? Stop that. Forgive. Stop that. I don't really give a about trying to stop that. Stop that. Big deal. Stop that. Unreal. You can try to you, blue. I will make a fool of you. Stop that. And the guy, I feel like he's taken. He's he's ready to do something with her just from that. Very, if anybody knows 80s, it's very like... Cynthia versus like free it's like freestyle very like what is it Stevie B or whatever like versus yeah. Cynthia sort of a thing dream girl versus you know like I don't know like dream girl dream boy yeah, yeah it's like kind of like me like that flavor if anybody knows that that's kind of what it is it's like a freestyle rap I later found out that they're not the ones doing which I didn't think they were but I thought the guy was because it sounded like to me it emulated yeah it looks like his look right of that actor they had unknown he's just a body it turns out they had, they had unknowns do the rap which is funny but hey it worked so yeah so louise does that so she's doing nice things the teacher that she likes the theater teacher this woman wins the lottery she meets a a count banished count and she goes on a whirlwind romance and yeah sabbatical Sabbatical. she's just taken off she is taken off mid-school god and then she goes i don't know why i want to thank you but i want to thank you louise so like there's something like so that she gets these powers she starts doing positive things for her friends for a little bit for herself but she's trying to like equal the score with the popular people and the mean people and everything kind of the teacher this is when she does the voodoo doll for the teacher who definitely after this point if his acts earlier on his own accord didn't get him for sexual harassment she does a voodoo doll from him louise i I don't know if she did it with magic but she made a whole voodoo doll she made clothes and shoes that fit for this voodoo and underwear she's she's a geek she knows how to sew i took a sewing class in high school remember all those damn pillows and curtains (laughs) and taking up Aunt Kathy's nursing outfit to make her look like she she was a a prostitute practically to go into work. You know, she told you know. me she wanted to raise the ham. I did. All in the sake of high school sewing classes. Yes, home yes. Homec, baby. She makes a voodoo doll, and she's clearly in school making the teacher undress little by little. This evil teacher. He 
gets completely naked. And he's still not fired, by the way. They think he has a nervous breakdown. They send him home. And it turns out her psycho little brother takes the voodoo doll, starts playing with, throwing it around. And then the mother ends up throwing it into the washing machine to clean it because the brother got nasty (laughs) stuff on it. And she thinks, oh, my poor little daughter made this cute little doll for school or something and I have to clean it out. And he ends up going into a car wash because that's like... The equivalent. Yeah, that's the equivalent of a washing machine. I guess. Honestly, he should be spinning. He should be spinning. Honestly, honestly, he would have ended up dead. That's some Final Destination stuff right there. He went through a car wash. Yeah, so this is at least the innocent version of it. So she gets back at the nasty teacher. He's on sabbatical, so to speak, or leave her that she loves, wins the lottery, and and marries a a, a beautiful, gorgeous count and and is traveling the world. So then we get to the part where Louise is going to become popular. She wants to look like Shane. Shana? Is it Shana? This popular not from Gem. No, it's a it's like a pop singer, like like a mixture between like Madonna and Stacy Q, and like yes, little, I got a Stacy Q. Bit of, yes, a little bit of Joan Jett, maybe too, a little bit of rocker in it. She ends up going to backstage because she, she has to get an article of Shana, like a, a very personal article of Shana's clothing to to make this spell to become popular, like Shana. So she gets she magically puts her name on the guest list, the backstage gets her and Polly in. Shayna is performing her little heart out and then she runs off stage and she says, Louise, thank you for coming to the concert. I want to give you my tour jacket. It's been with me for all these years, but I want you to yes. have it. Which almost bothered me a little bit because it's really something personal to this singer and I didn't like that fact. I don't know if she returned Yeah, since her first album, she said. I don't know so if I don't she know returns how... it. Probably not. But she gets the tour jacket and then she goes to do a spell to make her the most popular girl. And it works. Yeah, so what is it? She... She has to put the jacket on, spin around, and, and say some kind of popularum sincerum or something like that. Yes, yes, and then yes. All things I would have pronounced wrong and, and gotten... Well, then you would have... Not what I wanted, probably. Can we also add the part when she turns the alien little brother into a dog? Because he calls her... A dog! A dog! A dog! A dog. <laughs> and he turns into a dog. <laughs> watching her little brother he trashes the kitchen making gusting food pickled with like onion slash ice cream sandwich like weird crap i don't again that whole like weird thing about the little brother being disgusting she she says something like he goes i'm rubber and you're glue whatever you say to me bounces off of me and sticks to you so when he says you're a dog louise a dog a dog a dog it bounces off of her and turns him into a dog. And on his last dog, he does like David. Oh. And he goes backwards and then he turns into a dog. I'm rubber. You're glue. Whatever you call me sticks back on you. No. I'm rubber. You're glue. Whatever you call me sticks back on you. You think you're hot stuff because you went to a dance. Dream on. Nobody wants to date you because you're a dog. A dog. A dog. <gasps> That reminds me of Weird Science. In the movie Weird Science with Kelly LeBrock, she turns the nasty brother into like a disgusting like lizard. Looked like Jabba the Hutt sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Very similar to like payback for a mean sibling. So she she turns into a dog and then he gets scared because he knows that she did this to him. So he, Thank he becomes God. a better person. Like he becomes like clean. He dresses like a butler like, or something at Louise, one point. Your paper Louise, your, your breakfast Louise, perfectly made for you, blah, blah, blah. So things are looking up already. But she's cleaned everything up. Even straightened out the refrigerator shelves. Do you think he's on drugs? So she wakes up after doing the spell and she's the most popular girl. She looks at her hair in the mirror. Her clothes are the on point and trend. Cue music when she opens the door. all it takes so then the popular girl across the street pulls up with brad and says can you you want to go to school with us we'll take you to school louise because you're just so amazing and literally almost runs over polly because polly's biking it over to her house i know that the movie wants polly to be portrayed as the victim at this point uh, i honestly say i do hate that when people friends that you know do maybe get popular and they forget you yes this is a real thing although there are times when it shows that Louise is trying to maintain interact her interact with, yeah, maintain with her. And honestly, I think yes, it shows yeah, Polly's being pushed out of the way, but she does try. And I think this is more because even at the end, we'll get to it. But they're performing this play that we were talking about earlier, 
and it just so happened that Uli says break a leg and the the one of the popular girls, Kiki, I believe, yeah, breaks her leg on a thing and she's like, Jeez Louise, you you're so jealous that you did this and I'm like Jeez Louise, what did you do, tripper? She doesn't know she's a witch. And the woman wasn't even near her. So I, I, she becomes like, it's too over the top. Like Polly's hatred, to me anyway. Polly is a, a BBS. She suffers from bitter bitch syndrome. <laughs> she got, she made her rap. She got her to have a, a sexual moment with that, that uh, man in uh, the streets. Was, yeah, the sh- She opened the gates for her. Louise can't do everything, you know. She's got to get Brad. But, you know, it's the formula like everything else. This is what I always tell people when, like, in real life when they... How do I put this? Because now it's going to sound like I'm shooting my mouth. A lot of people come to me for advice about relationships and stuff. And it's like, I call it the sitcom formula. There's always like, like in Friends when, you know, Monica doesn't tell, you know, this person or whatever. Like, it's so annoying. Just tell the person I love you or tell the person. All Polly had to do was pick up the phone and say, Louise, you've become very popular all of a sudden. And I feel left out. I'm Randa and whatever. Kiki keep pushing me out of the way. Can we spend some time together? And Louise would have had the option to say, listen, I'm so sorry. I'm really enjoying this. Let's have a girl's night out. And she could have included Polly, even with the mean girls, even if she didn't like yes. them. Yes. So I'm kind of over the fact that the formula is don't say anything and then leave leave it so that people interpret whatever they want. It's just, it's silly. And that's what I, I don't like about the sitcom formula. And I see people doing that in real life. And I'm like, just tell the person straight up. You're, you're right. And it's, it's supposed to be Louise is so bad because of this. That's what they want you to see. And like the magic gets out of hand and all, you know, all that stuff. But it's true. I do think that she would have included her if she, and again, I don't want anyone left behind. I understand. I've had it done to me people become you know they leave you behind friends it's not like she did anything so bad so yeah louise at one point is watching brad on the football field and i don't know what kind of high school this is but the man takes her shirt off and talk about 25 year old bodies yeah it's it's like the beginning of a a sophomore porn or something she's watching him take his football uniform off and let's just cut to the chase where he's kind of like liking her now wait a minute you missed the whole music thing where they're like rapping to her in like car loads following her down an alley oh yes they are walking down an alley and men droves of men are coming up saying hey come baby come ride with us come on don't put up a Every cool guy needs a popular girl. That's the lyrics too. So like, yes, there's like that whole, I would not follow a woman down an alley with a car full of men, but she she liked it. And Brad, Brad takes Louise to an abandoned house at some point. (laughs) Yes, for sexing. Which is, was that that her her dream? Was she in an abandoned house? No, no in her dream, she was on a roof. Yeah, like a really So cool this area. is an abandoned house. As a matter of fact, he does this, like, he runs in ahead of her, a.k.a. Blair Witch style. We don't know if he's going to kill her. She, he runs in, he runs up the stairs, he leaves his shirt, his outer shirt at one point at the foot of the stairs. She gets to these steps, takes her shoes off. There's a close-up of the rug that is so ripped up and old. You're insane. And this one has the nerve to walk barefoot up this up this abandoned and she takes her jacket off too it's like they're unclothing so do they imply that they have sex yes because she gets up the foot of the stairs and he's posing with this black tank top on looking out the window of this abandoned house with the sun shining on him it's applied they have sex i mean he looks gorgeous but i love that he's just posing how old is brad because that could be statutory rape you know i'm I'm assuming that they're in there sitting there saying i mean i know he's 30 in real life probably playing yeah yeah (laughs) 16 year old but in the context of this movie so yes so then she has sexo she has sexo things are looking up for louise (laughs) or down (laughs) so polly makes a comment that she's left her and what's the quote what's the quote about being popular she says something like popularity is to be emulated then discarded or something like that or some it's something i remember one of these quotes i really liked she says something about popularity to be emulated, then discarded. Like, in other words, Louise will be old news soon. Jealous. Jealous much, Polly? Yeah, but it stuck with me for some reason because I kind of agree with it. In, in Within the context of you, 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 you had Marilyn Monroe, then you had Madonna, then you had yeah, Lady Gaga, yeah. whatever you want to compare the blonde bombshell, which we kind of go back to that formula. You always have the next one up. You had the Britney Spears, then now it's, well, it could be a number of people. Britney's still Britney, but you have like, what's her name? Yeah, that's how good they are. We can't even think no, of it. 
Ariana Grande. Oh. You know, you have like the pop princesses that, you know. But you know what? We all know high school popularity fade. This is nothing new. But honestly. Let this poor girl have her moment. Life is high school over and over again. You go to a job when you get old. You go to college. There's the popular people, the jocks, the this. You go into a job. How many times have I worked at a job and they're like talking about sports? And honestly, as a gay man, I know that that's like the stereotype. I used to like a lot of sports, especially like I used to like hockey and baseball. Baseball, once they went on strike years ago and they made, I know they made millions of dollars. I was like, screw you. So that ruined baseball for me because how dare you go on strike? You're, you make more money than God. All the like, it's like, like the jocks and you're not popular if you don't know about sports. And I'm like, I do not need to know. And again, not to turn anybody else that knows this stuff. I don't care who the MVP is. I don't care about their stats because that doesn't affect my life. If I'm going to watch a football game, I really don't care because you're only as good as your next play. Do you know what I'm saying? You could be on the top of your game, which is what I'm trying to say here. You could be, when you were trying to say about the popular thing, you could be the best thing since sliced bread and then lose, you know, your whole season. So I don't care about stats and people like, so that puts me at odds with people. So again, that's that whole formula. The jocks, the this, that, you know, as you get older, probably when you're about your forties, I think in your late, mid, late twenties, you become more comfortable with yourself. And then when you hit 40, you almost get to the point where like, screw you, I don't care. But even then there's clicks, there's freaking clicks in old age homes. My God. There's the plan. There's the Dorothy, there's the Rose, there's the Sophia, there's the whole shebang. Like, there's always, like, the popular girl. And wasn't Even STDs in, on the rise in those? It's the highest cases of STDs are in, because they don't think they can get STDs because they're old. Maybe they haven't had sex in 20 years, I don't know. But they don't think they can get them? They can. Popular girl at the... <laughs> At, at the Shady old age. Pines. At Shady, yes, at Shady Pines, exactly. This all comes down to Louise realizes that she doesn't need magic in the end. She relinquishes her powers by giving her amulet to Madame Serena, creating her own happy ending in the process. Louise finally got to be with Brad without magic. So wait a minute, you have to go back because Brad had a conversation with her and said he doesn't, he can be himself with her because she's herself. Like he says, there's no false pretenses behind you. You're not phony like Randa and Kiki, basically he's saying so. And I'm assuming those aren't even their real names. It hits, it hits a chord with her because she's saying to herself, again, this is the redemption part of this. She's realizing that she doesn't want to be with somebody because magic is making it happen. And she realizes that by doing that, she's just as bad as the thing that she hates the most or doesn't like the most, which is these right. people. It's a big dance, which has a really live band that's really hitting the music. Drum, those, uh, what do you call it, drum machines. Magic is involved, probably. She comes in, dancing around, being the most popular girl. They popular lift, girl? They li- literally lift her up. They're all staring at her. They lift her up and spin her around like like some kind of musical. And it's going to be her finest hour. This is then, her finest hour. And then the music cuts this very soft, slow, its finest hour song and and madam serena who somehow gets into again into a high school she's not a chaperone because i don't think she has any children at the high school so she rips the amulet off and throws it and madam serena picks it up and the magic you can hear the sound that the, the magic fades and brad is still wants to be with her and then they do this really weird dance where they're intertwined and stuff and it's like a dance that you would see i don't know like ballroom the dance, dance. of the lombada yeah it's some ridiculous thing i don't know okay so i would have never given up my magic. Yeah, especially since there was no really repercussions with this magic. Other movies we've seen are charmed, you know, personal gain. No, this was Did she no give more. it up or did she give up the spell? Like, did she ultimately... This is this official synopsis saying she gave she relinquishes her power to Madame Serena. Oh, I don't no. know if that's just the interpretation of what... I would not give up my magic. I would have broke the spell. Because what happens if you can help somebody? Physically, they're sick or something. Like, well, I she would... did he, she, And she did help that teacher. So, um, and her friend ends up ha- doing some kind of funky dance with the guy of her dreams in the the top but we never have an official back together with them as friends we're just assuming that they become friends again uh, Randa doesn't seem to care that Brad's with, with Louise at any point she still like would go out with her it's, it's so funny which means that she really didn't like him to begin with it's just like an accessory in fact they well, talk he, about like she didn't see the real Brad evidently what's going on with well him. she was like and my daddy is giving me a new Mercedes or something don't they say that something like that or like or does she not get a really I guess she gets a Schwinn or something she's I don't know something stupid for her like Brad where were we so at the very end there's a big dance it's the big sequence she gives up her power she wants brad and people to like her for who she is and 
that's it. It's her finest hour. And it's her finest hour. The song is amazing. More 80s shenanigans. Uh, I want to add that since 2008, Ashley Tinsdale has been signed <laughs> to start in a Teen Witch remake. Like I said to David earlier, Ashley Tinsdale is now past the Teen Witch age. And I don't know if this is still happening, but... I'm surprised Disney or someone hasn't. Disney has the rights to it, right? Isn't it on on the Disney channel? I want to say it's like, I think we just, maybe we assumed it was Ashley Tinsdale, so it was Disney, but Disney, well, you know, Disney owns everything at this moment. So if it was Fox, then they own it anyways. But do we need a Teen Witch actually remake? I would not make a new Teen Witch movie like they did with the Sabrina, the the Adventures of Sabrina, because it's just- But really, honestly, would they remake this and like do- Again, I don't want to craft. Up the... What about Gem, as we spoke about early on, the Gem remake? Are we going to get a movie that, like, the songs are completely different? And there's, like, a homage to Top That called Top That, but it's just called Top That, and all the lyrics have nothing to do. It's whopping instead or something like that, you know? like. But you have to make it relevant. some things you that don't translate. Relevant. You have to make it relevant to the time period that it's in, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so you picture Teen Witch now. What would they do? It would, if, listen, if it's done on Disney, like a Disney-exclusive movie, it would be different that it was, like, a release in the theater, so to speak, movie, because they don't even release movies. Oh, yeah, I think this has to be a made-for-TV. So then, <laughs> then you would have the Disney flavor. They could get any cute disney actress i i love the zombies movies they're cute they're musical yeah. i like descendants they could get they could get dove cameron they could get sophia carlson to do teen witch would they still they're very pretty young girls talented can sing can dance they could do one of them this movie uh, honestly is an 80s classic i i don't know what modern audiences would think about it i actually would be interested to see what someone a modern take on this because a lot yes a lot of these movies that we do do are very vanilla compared vanilla compared to very of their time this is a very 80s movie very 80s elements very 80s but that's shaped who we are but that's shaped who we are and that's my point like that shaped us to be i feel like better people maybe and honestly when people say like things like oh they're so sensitive they're a snowflake i don't think that someone who has feelings as long you know what i mean is necessarily a bad thing it's just it's it's how you express yourself you may have very strong powerful feelings about different topics you know relationships politics whatever it's how you express them is what's more important you know what if i don't if if i'm unhappy about something i don't lock myself in a room and, and go into a deep depression. Don't get me wrong. I suffer with depression. And, and But the bottom line is I wouldn't do that for the sake of whatever, because I don't like that, you know, a certain person became my mayor or so. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone won an award. But these movies shaped us to be, I think, kinder, nicer people to. And honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing. A classic movie. One of David's favorites. Um, I heart it. I love it. It's for my. This is one of my choices for movies I love for Valentine's Day. And it is a love themed movie. I mean, we get Brad. And for my theme of love, we will be doing 1978's Dawn of the Dead. And David and I have tales of actually going to the real Monroeville Mall and possibly trying to steal gas pumps. And possibly being arrested for vandalizing. (laughs) Could have been. Could have been. We will save that for our Dawn of the Dead episode coming up. David can be found at Universal Appeal 2020, all one word at Instagram. And the the Radical Retro Rewind podcast can be found at Radical Retro Podcast, one word at Instagram. If anyone enjoys this show and would love to support us, if you could please rate us on your favorite podcasting app and find us on YouTube at Radical Retro Podcast and subscribe. Unfortunately, we're in a generation where every subscription and like counts and it would really help out the show. And again, please let us know it's something that you might want to hear us cover. We're very open to that. And so it'll definitely bridge a gap if it's something you're like, oh, I kind of like what these guys are doing, but they haven't hit the mark 
mark for me as far as I would love for them to talk about this from the 80s or that from the 90s or and pronounce names wrong and, and, and always and, uh, yes I would love for them to have you know show that they cannot speak the English language properly <laughs> on my favorite movie thank you again for joining us thank you for bringing in your own love we will be back next week with an all new episode and again every last Friday of the month is an all new Thundercats recap currently you could watch Thundercats for free on Hulu and I am and I am yeah if you want to if you want to catch up and watch along with us Hulu thank you again bye you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need Viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.